Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix, a packed Phoenix. <laughs> Doc, shout out you people back there. Please welcome a man who's been burned by his seven-year-old daughter. It's Richard Herring. Hello. Hello, my finest friends. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Phoenix. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Let's Support Train Drivers podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We've got no audience tonight because the trains aren't... It's all because of the trains. It's all because of the trains. But I still support the trains. You've got to support your, still support your unions, haven't you? You've got to. It's not their fault. It's the other guy's fault. Uh, but I was uh, talking to Dick and Dom the other day. They don't, they don't know anything about this podcast. Uh, but then I was talking to Sam and Mark, and they call it Ralasta Pasolais. That's good. Uh, I... Uh, it's been quite, it's been, there's been a lot going on this week. Um, uh, it's, uh, the champion of champions, uh, Taskmaster is out on, uh, the Thursday that's coming up. So no one in this room knows what happens, but you at home know what happened. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I can't know, I can't give anything away. Uh, but, uh, I've done, been doing quite a lot of PR stuff because of that. So I was, uh, I was on the Ryland show on Radio 2. That's right. 
Uh, I was doing it uh, remotely on Zoom because uh, I had a gig that night. And my daughter was very excited. She likes Radio 2. And so when she heard I was on Radio 2, she said, can I come on the radio with you? And I said, no, because, you know, it'll spoil it. She said, what about when that little girl came on and embarrassed her? Mum, I could do that to you. And I said, no, no, I don't want you to do that. And I said, you've got to let me do it on my own because uh, this, this could be, I could be back in the big time after being on Ryland on Radio 2 in the afternoon. Uh, my daughter uncharacteristically said, you're already in the big time. I thought, oh, that's nice. That's nice. What a lovely... She doesn't really give me many compliments. That was a nice thing to say. And then I think she realised that was too nice. And then she said, the big time of losers. <laughs> so she got me. Then the next day, we were out and uh, we walked past there uh, like a bike that, you know, one of those bikes that has advertising hoardings on it that people, I think, get, you know, also uses uh, to transport people around. She loves cycling on her bike. She said, oh, can I cycle that bike? I said, no, that's someone else's. And I said, that, if you cycled that bike around, you would actually get paid for cycling the, that bike around. That's amazing, isn't it? Imagine getting uh, paid for doing something you like and, and you would do for free. And I said, it would be like Daddy getting paid for telling jokes. Uh, and then I said to her, you know, because Daddy does get paid for telling jokes. That was the joke there. And she said, yeah, people pay you to stop telling them. So that's, you got me twice, two for two. Seven years old. What can I do? Uh, I, was on, I was on Sunday brunch as well. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, Tim Love. The last hour was really weird. Someone said shit, which was great. Some singer said shit, and they just had to pretend it hadn't happened and then apologise. Then Tim Lovejoy started doing ASMR, which I thought, you know, I just associate with pornography myself. So it was kind of, kind of a weird. I don't know. I'm not sure they broadcast the last hour. It kind of got a bit, a little bit weird there in the. I'm back in the big time, aren't I? Sunday brunch. Yeah. You get free food, it's good. It's very good. Right, we're going to crack on. Um, got the, it's up to fever pitch. <laughs> can, we, can, we just, can we ramp that up and make it sound like 500 people? Uh, it's all because of the, the... You know, we've still got the money. So all the people have paid, haven't we? There's loads more money we've got. <laughs> Uh, my guest today, he's probably best known for playing tac- the taco guy in Catastrophe. Yeah, pretty good credit. <laughs> Will you please welcome Bill Alzaffer, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Here he comes. Come on in. Welcome. Thank you. Take a seat. Ah, I can't get on this. Ah. Oh, yeah. Got I it. can't get on this easily. This is a problem. Ah. 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 <laughs> I'm on the seat. I'm up. I've got on. Hi there, Bilal. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. Good. Um... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to have to get off. I'm going to have to get off again. Do you I'm want me? To get... No, I'll get off. Oh, no. This is, this is going to take forever. I'm doing a bit. Just got to get back on the seat. Then. Right. It's a shame we're not filming, isn't it? Here we go. <laughs> I'm on. Got, I got on quite quickly the second time. It's not that high. <laughs> I've got very little legs. I've got little legs. Tell us about uh, being in Catastrophe. Did you talk about that? You've been, you've been on the podcast before, but only, mm. not in person, only over the internet. For a on long Twitch. time, you and I only, only talked over the internet. And then we right. had, we've met a couple of people. We weren't allowed to meet. We weren't allowed to meet. Um, the taco guy, that was good. What did you um, have to do? I had to say to Rob Delaney, okay, what did I say? I said, uh, he said he wanted some tacos. <laughs> and then I said something like, 
I can't remember, but it was basically insinuating that he's had too many tacos. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I had my way of saying it, and then the director was like, no. And then it's, I had to say it completely differently. Oh, okay. And then I think I delivered it quite badly. Se- season three, episode five, check it out. Well, check it out. Yeah. I think I'd say it quite badly. Also, yeah. I could have been an extra. Yeah. They didn't. It was one line. They paid me too much. To did, it, did it get broadcast? Was it in the oh, show? Yeah. Yes, in the, it was, yeah, yeah. It was in t- integral to the... Integral, oh, big, in fact, I think is very the word important. I'm looking for. Or was it integral? It was integral. And it, and it, <laughs> integral. <laughs> it's something in I got, um, I think I told you this the other day, I got uh, £1.20 in royalties for it the other day. Yeah. And then my management took a 15% cut of yeah. that. <laughs> I, I told you this the other day as well, I got paid 4p for some repeat, literally 4 pence. And my management, same management, took 1 pence. <laughs> And I, I emailed them back and said, you're only supposed to take 15%. <laughs> you, you owe me the next two, three, four P che- checks that come in. I mean, that is, it takes more in admin to take the 1P than, they, than the, they'll get from the 1P. Mm. Silly fuckers. <laughs> so, you're, you're big on Twitch, Bilal, where we, yeah. where we chatted on Twitch last time we chatted. And yeah. uh, I've, been, I've been, you know, I, the... the there's lots of things you've done, and I really admire you because you've, you've really taken uh, Twitch to your heart and the internet to your heart and tried mm-hmm. some very exciting things. And the, the most successful one is called Hot Pepsi Football Manager. Yeah. Um, which I find quite confusing. Do you find... <laughs> I mean, and I think there's a bit about the stuff I do on Twitch. Do you yeah. think... Because it becomes such a, an in thing, and obviously you do it... How many times do you do it? Every... Uh, once a week now, once a week, but yeah. it was three times a week yeah, in so, lockdown. So yeah. it became a big, big thing, mm-hmm. and then you, because it becomes such an involved thing, anyone new coming to it, do you feel, is it possible to get to come in as a newcomer and understand what's going on? Definitely. Not if you're De- 54 years no. old. Not... <laughs> <laughs> I think there's enough there. I try yeah. and explain that if you're here, you're an assistant manager automatically. I think it's fine, right? There's yeah. always going to be weird little... In jokes and things, yeah. but I try to keep it a little bit, yeah, not too niche, yeah, you know. So I think they. Can so what's out. the idea behind it for right. the newcomers? Okay, so what it is is uh, I play. Even saying that doesn't sound right. <laughs> There's a game going on that it's Pro Evolution Soccer from 2005. Now I'm doing the 2006 one. It doesn't matter. Um, but I play the character of the football manager mm-hmm. as I do it. So I wear a suit, which has been tough. It's been hot lately. Yeah. Um, and I do team talks. I sort of voice all the players as well. Uh, press conferences, you know, that sort of thing. Scandals. There's a lot of scandals. Yeah. I went to... The most recent thing that's been happening is I went... I got arrested and we had a court case uh, and it was for crimes against football. <laughs> and uh, I actually... I, I did... It's, what's great about it is that I do little twists in it all the time. It's an actual story. And I did a little thing there where I did actually go to jail. Like, no one expected... In fact, the judge even said, like, not guilty. Oh, no, I read it wrong, guilty. <laughs> and then I ended the stream just yeah. suddenly as well. And that was really fun. Then I was away for a bit, so a player was running the stream. That's, <laughs> okay, that's quite meta. Yeah. That if someone came in and saw that first time, like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's quite bad, isn't it? Well, no, because... It, but also, I mean, I, I feel the same about my stuff. You know, if you come... To mm. self-playing snooker or yeah. Twitch of fun, but how do it you must get on be board? pretty confusing. 
but, for, the, for a little while. But like, I run a football club and yeah. everything. People know what that is. You play snooker against yourself. Yeah. How do you get on board with that? I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, think, I think you don't, is the thing. And then one by one, the people who watch it die off, and then there's no one much. You just get to a point where it's the, the people who are on board are on board. Yeah. But anyone who tries to get on board is going, what the fuck is this? I'm not getting on there. Let's look at the other people who are on board. I'm not getting on that bus. Exactly. Does that have a big fan base, the snooker? Um, well, out of all of them, um, no. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that ran for... That was a pre-COVID thing. That's been going yeah. for 10, over 10 years. That was years. a podcast first. Yeah, podcast. And, and, you know, I didn't want to ever film it, really. So mm. the filming came through, uh, through, uh, through lockdown, which is against the ethos of self-playing snooker. Mm. It's got to be a podcast. Uh, did you lose a lot of fans... Yeah, I think so, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think with the snooker, it was very much like I'm trying to do a podcast that will have zero listens. Oh. Um, and, but like, and it started, I think, about 30,000 downloads, the first one, and then I got quite quickly down to about 5,000 yeah. a week. People but it like, hasn't, is this it? It hasn't really shrunk much from there. Oh. So, um, yeah, that's, there's at least 3,000 idiots. Wow. <laughs> Do you think that's sort of a thing where they don't even admit they watch that? Yeah. Because it's too weird. Well, a lot of them are very proud of them. So Andy McH, he does the scoreboard. Look, there yeah. he is. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's there, he's there, he's there every week. But, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, I think what's great about Twitch and, and, mm-hmm. and the things that you're doing on there, and to some extent that I'm doing on there, is, you know, is it's the, the creativity of it and the fact that you are... You are, you know, you're not, you're, no one's really on there thinking this is going to be... A massive comedy show. I know there are people on Twitch who are getting hundreds of thousands of people watching stuff, but mm-hmm. like the comedy is always going to be quite niche on that. I think. Oh yeah, no one. The big well, it's like this in life, and generally, the most popular people on there are the most boring like, yeah. by far. <laughs> just chatting, just very very dull. Yeah. And I thought when I joined Twitch, I thought loads of people because literally it's a video game and you're in the corner of the screen. I thought there'd be loads of character stuff. Yeah. And there's nothing. Very few people doing that yeah. kind of thing, which is weird. Yeah, it just seemed to me the minute I was on there, this is, you know, most people were doing games, and mm. I did a few games to begin with. I actually did Football Manager to begin with, as well, but, the, but like the original Football Manager from the 1980s. Oh, nice. Which is... It's a bit like what I did, really. Well, it is, but I didn't think of, like, taking it... I mean, I, we'd, we'd, but it's so basic, that football, mm. Kevin Thomas Football Manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I quite enjoyed. Who did you manage? Uh, York City, I think, wasn't it? I think it was must have been and uh, <laughs> no one knows but you know it's literally just little stick figures going yeah. and and the same thing basically each mm. time so you had to pretend to be excited about the shots but they, you'd realize there are about four different shots and occasionally one would go in um yeah. but uh, yeah but it but you know i think there's there's the scope for it to do other stuff and you have you know you've done this at your acting school of excellence which is uh, which i did as well which was a, was sort of improvised mm-hmm. you're pretending you're a fantastic actor from your work in catastrophe yeah. and yeah. last christmas you were in and the and the murderer one. Oh yeah, the, uh... yeah. We do the murder and the murder one's very. So that what's that called? That's called. That's called when murderers kill. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a YouTube sort of parody of Piers mm. Morgan's thing yeah. initially, as it was the idea, which I think is a really strong idea. Oh cheers! I just the true crime stuff is horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Makes me sick that stuff. Well, and watching, I watched a bit of before I did it. So mm. we, it's completely improvised. Yeah. Um, you know, I came with a very mild, minor idea of what my character could be, but you had you had stuff that you had up your sleeve if you, if you needed it. But we basically mm-hmm. came up with a load of stuff in fifteen minutes. It's easy, isn't it? And this is the thing. Before like lockdown, even well around that time, I thought improv wasn't for me because yeah. I thought it was for posh people. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's how it kind of seems. Yeah. But it's like, no, of course we can do it. We're, we're better than the posh ones. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, you know, it is ama- it's amazing what, what comes out. And I think they're all... I've watched all of those, the, the Serial Killer one, and they're, they're all different, and they're all, but they're all really good. It's mm. a very simple format, but also it's... You know, but that's all, that's all it needs to be. So people should check that out. It doesn't oh, have, thank you. It hasn't had, like, huge... No. Number of no one watched it. That's why there was no like cheering. Yeah, <laughs> you can edit it. In. Every time yeah. you mention one of my things, you're like yeah. hot Pepsi. Complete silence. <laughs> but you know that. But I also, I think the one we did. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really keen to take that idea and do something else with it because I think it's a really, a really nice idea. My, my one was mm. that a guy's tried to become a serial killer to, for, to get the girls because that's what all serial killers get these women obsessing about them so he tries to just kill people who are nearly dead mm-hmm. the cheddar uh, ripper the, that's his yeah. name <laughs> um, oh and you were bl- oh yeah that's it as, a, as the cheddar ripper your story was that you uh, like a lot of serial killers he was killing uh, animals when yeah. you were a child but you were blowing up was it monkey what was squirrels it? I squirrels think heads yeah. Yeah. with little bombs <laughs> to try it out and then you did it. You did a put a bomb in a hospital, did you? Yeah, I think I tried. I think the idea was that I would kill people who were just about to die. So I would go to hospital, and I wanted to kill them in a way that they'd obviously been murdered, otherwise it wouldn't count. But also mm. that would be painless for them. So I blew their heads off That's with it. a small bomb. Uh, but the last one, and you only have to do four to become a serial killer. And then I'd then he was going to admit he was it, so he could go to prison and get all the girls, all mm-hmm. those women who wanted to have sex yeah. with serial killers. <laughs> and then, but the last one blew up like an oxygen canister and killed like yeah. twenty-seven people. <laughs> and my favourite bit was that you're all calm, kind of like a lot of these interviews are. Yeah. Which is, why do they even do that? We don't need to hear from serial killers, you know. But like you were all like quite calm and quite civil, and then just as the interview's ending, you say, "What did you say? Like you're going to cut my head off or something?" I think I'm going to blow your head off and wank in yeah. your neck hole. <laughs> so it was up, but it was all because it's about. I think you know it's the parody of those guys going, "I'm a nice guy. Why aren't girls interested in me?" So I, you know. I, I'll show them how nice I am. I'll kill four people. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll like me because I'll be a bit of a bad boy. But I'm, I'm going to do it in a nice, humane way. Um, but you know, I think there's, there's something in that idea. But, you know, I think that, that's, it's, it's exciting just to be trying stuff out. And I know, like, as, as a younger comedian, which you are, certainly are compared to me, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I know it's frustrating if you're doing something great. And I mean, the, the, the football manager thing's got, like, a lot of coverage, though, right? It got, oh, yeah. Got, got, you know, in, in lockdown, that became, like, a... Mm. that's been like the best thing ever for yeah. me that's yeah. yeah um but viewers have definitely gone down yeah since lockdown ended i don't make as much money on there now yeah you're I hoping for another lockdown yeah yeah <laughs> i don't have any money i've spent it all on the edinburgh fringe now as well right. i don't have any left yeah 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 well mate hopefully there'll be something and the monkey pox might take over you never know. You never know. Or just like, just no one seems to care about COVID anymore. That's, that's due a comeback. Yeah. It's going to come back, isn't it? Come back stronger. Let's hope so. Because, you know, then I can do a snooker tournament again. <laughs> There's a lot, I mean, no, I loved lockdown. I quite enjoyed it. I did as well. I mean, I was, did you find it depressing at first? Uh, a little bit, but I was depressed about losing some work at the start. Yeah. Um, and that was, I was the worst thing that happened. And I was sort of. Yeah. I was, <laughs> and I was. Um, I was worried that Task... Because I, I was doing Taskmaster that year and I was worried that it would fuck that up. Oh, yeah. Um, and it sort of changed it. Mm. And, uh, you know, then I got cancer. That, even that was quite good. <laughs> it was a very happy time for that me. The whole year, it was yeah. the... People, other people died, I didn't mind. Then I looked like I was going to lie. I thought, oh, maybe I should have cared a bit more about the people last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
fate's teaching me a lesson. And then, you know, got a book deal out of it. It came out pretty good. It, probably, it came out pretty sweet. came out pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sweet lockdown. No, it was great for me, man. Before it was just, I was just doing stand-up, just doing Edinburgh shows. Yeah. And then being told, like, oh, we'll give you a TV show. Actually, no. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And that just kept happening. Yeah. And it just looked like, well, nothing's ever going to happen, you know? You know, I think it, it feels, I think it, even more so these days, I think for younger comedians, there's so many people doing so much great stuff. And the competition is so huge. And everyone kind of gets into their 30s and they still haven't really, you know, they're still waiting to break through. And they've done mm. maybe seven or eight years of comedy and, and then yeah, it's still going. And I can understand that frustration. But I think it does mean people, if the people who stick with it um, are creating amazing stuff and hopefully, you know, it's just pay good at some, come good at some point. Just being that creative is so fun, isn't it? Yeah. Just any old nonsense. And I think when you're young, it's, you know, that you do have the, the time and the you know and the energy to do that so it's it's yeah. it, it's good and yeah, I, I watched um which you hadn't done before we did talk about it last time you're on um you know, the your first, the, the stand up show you got nominated for the Edinburgh award for the best newcomer mm-hmm. was it for was, yeah. it is called it's called cakes right cakes um which we did talk about the, on the on the last podcast but it's a, it's a, it's for for free on youtube right so people mm-hmm. can watch it for free um, which is, I think, a very good idea as well, because I think that will encourage people to come and see you. It's a really funny show. Um, it's about... Do you want to briefly remind us what, what it's sure. about? Sure. Uh, so it is about a time when uh, a lot of... There was a lot of anger on Twitter. Like, oh, you know. um, boycott Muslim businesses was a thing that was getting a little bit of traction, and my brother joked, because my Twitter name is Zaffir Cakes, he did a tweet. He had kind of an anonymous like football account or something, so you couldn't see who he was. And he said, you should all boycott Zaffa Cakes, a cake shop in Bristol that refuses to serve non-Muslims. <laughs> and uh, people were very upset. Uh, and I just went along with it because it was funny. Uh, and that lasted a little while. It was like a few weeks of that. Yeah. Uh, it was a laugh. Yeah. Well, you got, you know, it was, it was funny, but also it is quite scary. Scary, I would imagine. You know, I've done similar things and, mm-hmm. and found them quite scary when you, when you sort of start poking that hornet's nest of of, of that site. You know, the International Men's Day thing. Uh, I'd get some threatening oh, yeah. messages from both sides. Actually, I, I annoyed, <laughs> I annoyed feminists and anti-feminists equally nice. with that. So that was quite good fun. But it, you know, it is quite scary because you're dealing with you know the mm. English Defence League. Yeah, but, like, I never felt scared of any of these people. Right. Because they're just typing stuff online. And they weren't very smart. I mean, setting up a petition and stuff uh, for this cake shop in Bristol, it it was clearly not real. (laughs) You know know what I mean? That No effort went into making it seem real. I could have done stuff. I could have set loads up. I didn't do anything. Just you know. well, they're all talking about boycott, you know, because they win boycott this business. But the, but you, the business already said yeah. that I only would serve Muslims, so it yeah. wasn't. They were only they were only going along. Yeah. So I kept telling everyone. I kept saying well, it's not for you anyway. Um, but yeah. well, there was the, the, there was some very funny. I mean, the, there's some funny uh, names of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, tweeting you, um, uh, there is. Uh, well, I've written them down, but I've lost them. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, EDL Spain. That was yeah. an enjoyable. <laughs> the English Defence League Spain. Uh, the anti-Islam frog. You got a lot of messages from. Yeah, that guy's weird. Yeah, he was like on the. He he's in some article because the actual guy 
who runs the anti-Islam frog account. Uh, you know, um, he got in trouble for going in supermarkets and putting stickers on the halal food, right? Saying like it funds terrorism or something. Which I don't think it does. <laughs> How would that work? You know, there must but, be better ways to fund terrorism than making twenty five p on a Kickstarter, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a cake as well, especially. Uh, and you know, you sort of got that. I enjoyed the uh, the woman uh, who claimed she actually knew the real reason why Britain, why the floods were happening. Do you remember this? Oh this yeah, bit? this is real, man. I didn't. Yeah. Even, uh, yeah. So it was there was flooding a while yeah, a few years ago. And everyone was like, oh, climate change. But she said it's not climate change. She said that the floods are happening in Britain because our island is sinking because of immigration. <laughs> right? So she thought there's too many people coming over and they've made the UK heavy. <laughs> and it's sinking. Is this real? Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, are immigrants heavier than, than people are having children? I mean, I suppose the children are like to begin with and then mm. maybe that... Somehow that means it balances. That's a good point. Yeah. I guess they think it's a lot of immigrants, right? Yeah. Like, so many <laughs> that they just... It's all so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's like, I couldn't even make that up. No. It's that good. I mean, some of it feels like, you know... Did you ever think maybe some of these people are doing their own sort of parody account? And oh, the, no, you can tell. But you can tell the difference, yeah. You can tell, yeah. You look through their likes and stuff, and it's very, you know, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, well, it's a, it's a, and you know, I, I think it's very bold and, and it's as a, an idea. And I think, I, I think whether you thought you were brave or not, I think you were, were pretty brave. I like, there was an image of a guy sort of with, um, with like an image of a woman in Muslim dress, the hijab and everything, with a line through it mm. uh, that you used. But he's wearing a mask and a hood at the same time. He looks like is, he's wearing a burqa. Yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> And he's holding a sign up against the... Yeah, yeah. There's loads, man. Yeah. There's loads. They're just really thick, and yeah. it? It's like, <laughs> you know. I used to actually, like... You say it's, like, brave. Like, I used to do... I kind of done stuff like this for ages. Like, yeah. I only just remembered recently. Me and my brother, he's a bit older, but when I was... I would have only been about 14 or something. Um, and that's when the BNP were kind of a big thing. And there used to be a BNP chat room. Right. And we used, <laughs> we used to just go on there. You know, I remember one time, and you used to be able to pick your name. And one time, I was Tupac, and he was Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> and we got banned so quickly that time. Um, yeah, so it's like you know, this stuff is just pretty routine for me, really. Yeah. Winding yeah. these people up, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a perfect Edinburgh show. I can see why you got nominated, but you're you're it's, you're also like a fantastic stand-up. You did a stand-up gig for uh, for my local primary my, my primary school where my kids go. Thank you to Bilal for doing that, uh, and we had a fantastic time on uh, on Saturday that was fun. doing that. Um, but uh, there's some really good stand-up in that. You're working on a new show. Is that was mm-hmm. that stuff from the new show, or is there the was new some show... small bits from it? I think. Yeah. So what's the, the so what's the what is the new show? This? It's called Care, and it's about when I worked in a care home for a year. Right. Uh, I think it's good. There's no projector. So I've done three Edinburgh shows with like projectors. Yeah. And I think that people think I'm like a crap Dave Gorman now. <laughs> so I'm just, it's just stand-up. Yeah. Just storytelling stand-up, which is my favourite. And I think it's going to be good. I think it's pretty good so far. So where are you, where are you on? Because people can come uh, and see you. Underbelly. The venue's called... Oh, well, Underbelly Bristow Square. And it is at 5.30. Right. That's yeah. good. It's a good time, I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what happened when you worked, you worked in a care home? Whereabouts were you? Was this when you were in... 
in Manchester. Manchester yeah. yeah, don't want to be more specific because I slagged the place off a lot. No. <laughs> Obviously, because it was so it was weird. It was like it wasn't like a little council-run one. It was a big American company has set up loads of care homes in the UK, and some people pay like ten grand a month to stay there. Seriously, and I was on six pound fifty an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah, quite weird, isn't it? Yeah. And I had a media degree. I had no... I wasn't really, you know... I wasn't like a nurse or anything. Right. And I had to keep all these people alive <laughs> with my media degree when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's a good... I think there's a lot of... Yeah, I think it's a good show, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the... What's the well, is there an angle to it? Is it just the, the things that happened? Or is it, is it about that? Is it about the disparity between... The, the kind people of. working there and the people staying there? Yeah, I guess yeah. there's, yeah, uh, there's loads of just stories. It's weird, right? It's like, because I was only 21 and then you do, it was my first job and you think everything's fine, you know. And then it's only in hindsight you realise how weird a lot of it was. Like, uh, oh, for example, um, we had an incentive in the care home and it was that um, some people would stay on respite where they'd be there for like a couple of months or whatever if they had an operation. Now, if I as a carer was to convince someone on respite to stay in the home for the rest of their life, me and the other carers would all get a go-karting trip. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did you, do you ever, have you ever wanted to go go-karting? <laughs> you know? I think like some money. We're going to make money. this, you're going to yeah. make this terrible pact with the devil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, You'd I think mean, I'm, I'd at least get a few hundred I'm going to hell if I do it. <laughs> but I get to go go-karting. Yeah, it was like they literally went like, what do poor people like? Yeah, <laughs> you know, go karts probably. Yeah, and what would that cost? Like fifty quid to hire the thing? Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, doesn't quite add up, does not it? Not good, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Andrew Hunter Murray has just written this book called The Sanctuary, which is about a world where you know every, all the rich people have all the stuff, and all the know, all the young people basically. If you don't get rich by the time you're 24, you're just a public servant, and you know oh. you look after the old people. So it's sort of like in a similar. It's like that now, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I think yeah. it is like that, but you know, that's what. I mean, increasingly, that's there's a sort of line, isn't there, between the the boomers who've had everything their whole lives and, and managed to get free education, be bought a house for a hundred quid, and uh, and then have everything, and and it's, mm. it's impossible for young people to get anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy agrees. I need to get on TV. So I can like yeah. afford a flat, yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've got, I've got, I've got a house. I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> um, let's ask you. I've got, I've, I've got, like, I've got a new bit section in the back where I've cut out loads of emergency questions from the book and stuck them in. So I could you actually cut up the book. Yeah, cut up one of the books. I've got like about six thousand copies of uh, that. Okay. <laughs> so these are from. Um, uh, the, oh, well, first of all, this one isn't the one I've cut up. I want to ask you this question. I don't think I asked you this before because this is quite new. If you could go... We're like a caterpillar, but you're still you, but you're like a caterpillar, and you can go into a chrysalis and pupate, and you can come out of that chrysalis as anything you want to be, what would you come out of the chrysalis as if, if you could do that, Bilal? Hmm. Someone with a house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a chrysalis, a a chrysalis is... That is a, this is a kind of house, isn't it? You could just yeah. stay in the chrysalis. I, just, I think I'm fine just staying there. I could just die in there and yeah. I'd be happy. That'd be all right. Yeah. It'd be quite nice. And it'd be sort of... Would it, does it mould to your shape, a chrysalis? I suppose it does. And then I you, don't know. Then you change into whatever you want to change into. All right, I'll ask you another one. Uh, 
If your genitals had to be replaced by the face of one of the Muppets, yeah. the face would be able to interact and communicate in exactly the same way as the puppet. Which Muppet face would replace your genitals? Please explain your thinking. Uh, animal. Yeah, animals. It's quite choose. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really quite exciting? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be quite exciting. Yeah. Wouldn't that get annoying with him down? I mean, I don't know whether he would have the sensitivity of your genitals. Hold on, is he talking? Like, he yeah, does... he's. If you listen to, you, wait, listen, I you thought... even listen to the Sorry, question. Wait, how often? The face would be able to interact and communicate in exactly the same way as the uh. puppet. So you'd have your genitals, which would be quite sensitive, just in the shape of a muppet face, going ah, I'm banging away and stuff. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That uh, might have its benefits, I don't okay. know. Um, in a similar vein, if you had to be given oral sex by a dinosaur, if you had to... <laughs> this is with your genitals, not with uh, the Muppet. Uh, which dinosaur would you like to be mouthed to completion by? <laughs> what's the one in Land Before Time? The, the like, what's the main... Ve- vegetarian, you want a vegetarian, right? You want a vegetarian one, what? So it doesn't eat it. <laughs> Have you making a vegetarian eat your gametes? That is against their. Yeah, exactly. Their so they're not. If they're vegetarian, if they're vegetarian, they no, probably hold would. On. They're not eating it. Well, they would. They're mouthing you. They're 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 eating whatever comes when out. When you wrote this question, yeah. is it always in your mind that they eat it? They're not going to eat your genitals. <laughs> they're going to eat your sperm, though, right? Oh. So like, that's fine. If they were vegan, that would be a problem. But if they're vegetarian, that's okay. It's like it's just like honey. A vegetarian would eat honey, but a uh, but a, ve- a vegan wouldn't eat honey. That is the same thing. So one of the, the... What's the Land Before Time? Is it a cartoon, the Land Before Time? Yeah. You want a cartoon dinosaur to nosh you? Ideally. I mean, that would be better than the real thing, right? That's... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, interact with a dinosaur from prehistory. It's you a great a, opportunity. You just choose a cartoon. Seems a waste, Seems a waste to me. <laughs> I accidentally elbowed Denise Van Outen in the face on Channel 5 Celebrity Game Night. Yeah. That's right, my career's going well. What is the worst injury you've directly or indirectly caused to a celebrity or person of renown? The worst injury to the most famous person scores the most points. Have you ever hurt a celebrity? Or, you know... I don't know as many celebrities as you. Well, I don't know that many. I just was on a TV show with Denise Van Outen and I elbowed her in the face. Yeah, but I don't go on Channel 5. What was it called? Celebrity Game Night. Celebrity game they got, night. They got you really drunk, right? There was free drink and there was a bar that you were encouraged to go to during the show. And then they did sort of stuff where you had to chase around with... I, don't, I, can't, remember what the, I can't even remember what the game was, but it was quite an active game. And it was, you know, I, I, when I was on that show, I thought some, someone is going to get killed on this show. Because <laughs> they were getting everyone really drunk and doing really stupid things. Yeah. Um, and it was quite, you know, it was sort of like a knockoff of Richard Osman, really. Oh. House of Games kind of thing. Did you get paid well? Um, I mean, I don't think it got paid all that well. I mean, it, compared mm. to any normal job, yes. But compared to a TV job, no. no I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, got I elbowed to... my uh, media studies teacher by accident. Did you? And that was very... I feel really bad about that yeah. still. Yeah. Properly bang, you know. I uh, kicked my um, home economics teacher, who was an elderly lady, <laughs> called Mrs. Lees. She's probably not with us anymore because this was... Because of the kick. This was... <laughs> it was 40, some stairs. It was, it was 45 years ago. So I think she's probably gone because she seemed elderly at the time, but she was probably about 35. Mm. Uh, but she seemed elderly. Uh, my, me and Miles Stuckey had been fighting over something, you know, old Miles Stuckey. 
Yeah. Yeah. Styles Mucky, we used to call him. Mm. It's a spoonerism. Uh, and then he'd kick me, I think, and I was trying to kick him back. And he ran out of the room, and so I was waiting for him to come back in the room. But he cleverly came back in the room behind Mrs. Oh. Lee's, and I was ready to go, and I just kicked her in the leg. And I like, was, really? Yeah, quite hard. Violently. And oh. she was an old lady, and I, was in quite, I had to go and see the headmaster and stuff. Did you get, like, uh, how much trouble did you get? Not much. Oh. I'd had to apologize. I'd go back and apologize oh, to Mrs. It? Lee's, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Get a kick an old lady. Killed her. <laughs> it's only um, in the leg. It was fine. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Um, I watched Sliding Doors. Oh, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Now, I'd seen it before. Yeah. Um, I thought it wasn't that bad the first time I watched it, yeah. I guess. Have I spoiled it for you? No. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. Right. The stuff that you usually bring up is how stupid it is, the concept. Right? Yeah. And then what's the other thing? You're, the, the way the guy is always doing Monty Python bits. Well, the Monty Python guy, I don't think it's an accurate representation of what would happen in alternate universes. In okay. the, um, in one universe, this is quite important. I think, like, well, if you change one thing, the whole point of it is everything changes, right? Mm. And so in one thing, she gets on the train and she's with John Hannah's on the train and one she's not. But both versions, John Hannah turns up at the bar at exactly the same time that night. Now, if he'd interacted with her earlier on, that would have changed his day as well. Why? So he what would he have done? Well, just because if every interaction... If you go out 30 seconds later than you would have gone out, you meet different people, you bump into it, you get into other people's way, that mm. affects their day, that affects the day of everyone they meet, and then everything gets changed, right? It's not like the Truman Show, where everyone's just operating on you know, whatever's going to happen. Mm. In real life, you could go out 30, 20 seconds earlier and meet somebody completely different, marry them and have a child with them, and then the world's oh. completely different. That's a big difference, but even a small difference. You if you re- met John Hannah on a train and talked to him, he would be three minutes later for the... the, the even if he was planning to go to the, the bar, he probably wouldn't turn up at exactly the same time saying exactly the same stuff. OK. <laughs> He's not an automaton. He's a human being. Do you remember what he says to her, what the first conversation they have is? No. When he's, like, chatting her up on, on the train a bit. <laughs> this is what he says. So he's like a he's like a funny guy, that character, right? And that's yeah. kind of why she likes him, right? Um, he says, so there's a guy sitting near them listening to uh, either the Beatles or someone who's copying the Beatles or whatever. And he says to Gwyneth Paltrow, um, he starts talking to her about the Beatles. She doesn't want to talk about it. And he says, oh, come on, you know the Beatles. Uh, everyone learns about the Beatles. It's something like this. Everyone learns about the Beatles even before they were born. Uh, even when you're in the fetus, it, it kind of goes in. They should be called the fetals. <laughs> I swear to God, he says that. What the hell is that? <laughs> did, they, <laughs> did they not do a second draft? Of, like, <laughs> isn't that really bad? Isn't that shocking? Yeah, and I think if someone said that to you on a train, you would say, yeah, I'm not going to go, go out with them again. No. <laughs> That's a bit weird. He said that's his own material, and then later yeah. on he's just quoting Monty Python. Yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> he is that's why, 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 why bother doing your own stuff? And Please. also, one more thing. Yeah. The guy that, Gwyneth Paltrow's guy who uh, cheats on her, right? Yeah. He's with Gwyneth Paltrow and that other woman, yeah. right? Do you know what he does for a living? No. He's, like, unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> why do they all love him so much? He's writing a book. Yeah. But he's unpublished, and he's pathetic, and he's yeah. at home all the time. <laughs> It doesn't even have, both the guys are pathetic in that film. Yeah, they are. That's no, my no, women like pathetic it. guys. That's that's why you have to become a serial killer and kill people <laughs> to get them, to get girls. They like pathetic guys. The other worst thing about sliding doors 
is yeah. that it's not even sliding doors. It's what the thing that changes her life is that there's a girl on the on the stairs with a doll, and one she drops the doll, and one she doesn't drop the doll, and so she gets in the way, and that stops her getting in. So it should be called Girl with a Doll on the Stairs. <laughs> dropping a doll or not dropping a doll. I noticed that as well. And why did that happen? <laughs> why in one reality does she not drop it? It's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good film. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding doors. I paid like three pounds to watch it. Oh, did Amazon you? Prime. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which amazed it's not free. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Right, I'm going to do one more uh, emergency question. Um, what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? <laughs> no, I haven't asked that for a while. Got some of the classics um, down, there, down here. I'd like to go on QI. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he could get you on QI? <laughs> Probably. He could say, It's me, Keith Allen. If you suck me off, I'll get you on QI. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of thing he'd do. You'd suck it and go, Okay. Dude, that's and been there you go. I can't get you on QI. I've not connected with QI at all. I probably work with Stephen Fry, but I bet he doesn't like me because I'm a cunt. <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> does it all the time. Is that what he's been doing? Yeah, it does. does. I he had does a um, comedian say to me recently. He was like, uh, "Oh, I've so I, you know, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite bitter that I've not had any TV gigs because it's like it's it's a lot of money, partly, and you know." Um, and he said he told me he'd uh, he was going to go on. Um, have I got news for you or something for the fourth time? He was like, ah, you know, they really like me, I don't know. And he said, but I'd love to do something like you with the Twitch stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheers. And do you say you could easily do that? Anyone. <laughs> Anyone just, could do it. <laughs> just go on Twitch and do it. I would yeah, kill. I'd love to do it. I can't do it because I'm really too busy with all my TV, with TV work. Yeah, exactly. if, if, have I got news for you, just stop ringing me up. 
and asking me to be on again this week. Yeah, I Four times is pretty impressive. Yeah. I've done it twice. Yeah? Yeah, in 2010 and 2011. Oh, man. I would kill someone to be on it once. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Who would you like to kill to be on it? <laughs> uh, Keith Allen. <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't think he's got any connections there. That will help. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe people would uh, surprise you and... Uh, uh, do that. Uh, I wanted to ask you this. Are you ever mistaken for the Pakistan army officer, Bill Alzafar? Well, interestingly... Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's the most famous guy with my name. I think he died fighting the Taliban or something. I think he so did. he's considered like a hero, right? Um, some, some Facebook page was set up. Some, like, Muslim, like, I don't know. There's all these things, like, where it's like, oh, look, everyone, we're not that bad kind of Muslim groups. <laughs> I'm like, just don't bother, you know? <laughs> Um, it was one of those accounts, one of those things on Facebook, uh, did a thing where it was a quote from me, and it said my name, but it was a picture of him. <laughs> and he's wearing army uniform. <laughs> so what do they think I do? Do they think I do like an army character comedian guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a, hero. he's a hero. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Mm. Just sliding doors, isn't it? Could have been... Could have been... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understood sliding doors. <laughs> if you'd both been running to get on a train and yeah. you'd missed it and he got on and then when he was on the train they said, do you want to be in the Pakistan army? And he went, yeah. That could have been you. Oh, yeah. Sliding Who's doors. Who's that on the train? <laughs> <laughs> Who's recruiting on the underground? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought it through that far yet, but we'll see. Um, you were talking about um, doing gigs for interfaith groups uh, at the... Uh, the gig we did together and also in your special in fact yeah um does that come up a lot do you do is that is a is that true is that all true it has to be true. yeah that's true that stuff yeah. um yeah so i've done a lot of like um gigs yeah weird kind of gigs for the money really you know i wasn't making much of it. it's quite hard like j- just doing club gigs and stuff is i think people don't realize it doesn't always pay that well you yeah. know so there's all these events like um i did one yeah for a christian i can't remember what it was but 200 vicars in the audience yeah i did that um i did i did a load of there's all these like muslim charity gigs which i've done a lot of which absolutely made me depressed um it's like, um, they're basically, it's weird. They're like fundraising events and uh, it's like kind of a family audience. And the problem with me is, is that the way I do comedy, it's like I talk like this. It's kind of monotone, right? So they just think I can't do comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, what I liked about the gig you did uh, for my primary school, mm-hmm. my kids' primary school, is that um, it wasn't primary school kids in the audience. It no. Was the, it was the... <laughs> But it was very relaxed, and you were, you know, and I think it's, I think, and actually, I think it's quite commanding to be that relaxed and that quiet. And you were doing the thing that sometimes people do when they're when they are out of their depth and sort of exp- and going, oh, you know, doing that kind of internal monologue. But it seemed very, you seemed very in control of it. So it was actually kind of quite hypnotic, and I think it was quite quite a uh, quite a good technique to be. Quite reserved, but but also oh, just in, in control. It's nice, man. Like, my whole life, because of how I speak and my general demeanour, people are always like, cheer up. What, you know, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> when nothing's wrong. Like, literally, teachers and then jobs I had, um, uh, yeah, they're always like, you know, you need to answer the phone and sound happier. <laughs> yeah. That was always a thing. And then with stand-up, though, everyone's like, oh, he's so wry, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, am I? <laughs> Fine, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, I think it is... I, I understand the... And it took, funny enough, Sean, um, who's on next week, you know, <laughs> his, you know, I think it, there's a sort of similar vein running through it because it's... it's you, you, when, you, when you start as a comedian, you look at the, the big stars and you think, I would love to have that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you... You know, I'd love to just be doing Twitch stuff like you are. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's... It's actually, it's about more than that, and it's about doing good stuff. And I think, and I think it can be, you know, you can be discovered too soon, and it's a disaster, and you can, mm-hmm. you know, you're not ready for it. And I think by doing all this stuff yourself, you're, you're in a position when, when, and I think it will be, you know, it will Thank happen. You. When it happens, mm-hmm. you'll be ready to go, rather than, you know, oh, God, I don't know what to do, or what should I do next? You, know, you, can, you can choose different stuff. Because you were talking to me about doing mm-hmm. the football manager stuff being on TV and, and them kind of coming up with different ideas. Yeah. And that, you know, that, the point is you've created something that works and then they don't need to, you know, it's no good someone else going, have you thought about mm-hmm. doing it? Not about football. Uh, <laughs> about something, you know, like yeah. it's, it doesn't need another input because you're, you're in control of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you really cheered me up. I was really depressed when I got to that gig <laughs> the other day. I just had, I'm under a lot of pressure with the Edinburgh stuff as well, I guess. You know, I guess that just happens, you know. It's a kind of, it's a big deal, very expensive as well. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really tough time. You know, just mm. this couple of months before Edinburgh, you're, yeah. every, any comedian would be stressed out by what So I had a preview the night before, I won't say where, and I didn't have a tech turn up. Um, and the audience had also been let in before me, so I couldn't even check the mic, and none of it worked. It was like a complete disaster. It just made me depressed, right? And then the next day, uh, I didn't sleep much, and on my, on my way to you, got the train to... Uh, well, I won't say where. But I got the train, and then I, I got picked up from, yeah, from there. But like, when, I, when I was leaving the station, I went to do the ticket thing, and a woman like, quite aggressively pushed in front of me, and I just looked at her, and she said, yeah, well, you pushed in front of me first, mate, so F off. But I hadn't. Like, there was no, <laughs> there was nothing to, there was no cue or anything before. And I was like, oh, okay, that's where Herring lives. You know? <laughs> um, and then, right, and then got a, you sorted out a cab to the, to the gig. Um, I had a bottle of water in my bag. It leaked. Uh, it possibly <laughs> water damaged my laptop. But it's completely soaked my ass. right? So then when I came in to meet you, I was freezing cold. I was, I, was like, I was like shaking because my buns were completely right. And I thought, this is, this, this, is the worst, this is the worst thing that's ever happened, right? But then the gig was okay, and I was like, okay, life is okay, to be fair. <laughs> it's so pathetic. I hadn't done stand-up for like four years, really, pro- properly, like a proper gig. I'd, well, I made three years since I mm. lost the one in the village. Um, and I was really nervous about going back and trying to do a set. And then, like, you go on stage and get... And I thought, you know, also, there's no... When you're doing just to other parents, A, if, it, if I die, I've got to see them every day for the next six years, first thing in the morning. Yeah. I was drop off you my were kids. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and B, you know, they might just, you know... Uh, and I made, a jo- I made a joke that my wife said, don't do this one early. And I say, and I did do it early, which was, um, yeah, it's me, the kind of really old <laughs> man you see who's really scruffy, who you see shambling across the playground every morning. You think, he's too old to have kids at this school. Should I be ringing the police? <laughs> uh, uh, don't worry, everyone, it's okay. Look, I'm in show business. Your kids are safe. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they, luckily, they, they liked that. So, yeah, yeah. But it, but... It was so, so, it was so, I was so, I wasn't nervous on the night, but I just thought, 
you know, oh, this could be, it could be terrible. And I just did, you know, the first couple of jokes went really well. Mm. And you kind of go, oh, this is brilliant. And I was just so full of that horrible com- adrenaline confidence you get from yeah. being a stand-up. But imagine felt, and I felt it, like a god again, you know. Imagine if it went bad. I know. Bit. What yeah. would... Because they wouldn't come to the next one. No. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. They just hate you now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a risk. It was a big risk. And it was just weird going back and doing stand-up. Because even though I do, like, you know, what laughably would be called stand-up at the start of this, it's still not the same, you know, still, even though I've been performing, it's still like a long time to have gone without mm-hmm. doing a proper stand-up gig. So it was, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. But yeah, and, and equally for you guys, it could have been, it could have been a disaster. So it's, yeah, but it's I don't nice have as to well. see these parents no, anymore. You don't. <laughs> don't. I'm out. I'm never going back there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. But you know, but it's it's pathetic that that lifted your spirits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pathetic. You had a horrible time, a horrible gig, and then you have one gig. Oh yeah, this is fine. I'm off again. And that's the pathetic life of the stand-up comedian. I'm not mm. just saying you. All of us. All, yeah. of, all of we stand-up comedians. Constantly up and down. Yeah. Mm. It is, but it, that is, you know, it is interesting to go, and, and, you know, I'm going back to Edinburgh, you're going to Edinburgh, and it's, there's this very stressful situation where increasingly, I thought lockdown um, might mean the prices came down again this year after, you know, after the people of Edinburgh had learned their lesson and been mm. punished for charging too much. But the, it's the accommodation's gone way up more than it was three years ago. Um, you know, it's so expensive to go up. And so you're worrying about that. You're worrying about getting an audience. And yet we keep, go, we keep going, you know, this is what your fifth... No, fourth, uh, fourth, fourth. Edinburgh, fourth Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you keep going back. It's my 26th Edinburgh. Um, so. You know, is, what, what is, is it, is it the, the love of creating the show? Is it the hope of, being, of having that show that will go over the... I mean, because your first show was, was yeah. award-nominated, so that's... Well, it cool. definitely helps having that to work towards. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, in the last few months, I've written way more than I would have because the yeah. pressure's on. I had it. So in 2016, I was 24 years old, and I wasn't expecting any... I honestly didn't know about that newcomer stuff and all of yeah. that. No one had told me. And, um, and then it all happened, and then you get a taste of that, yeah. you know? People start writing about you, like, in The Independent, saying, <laughs> oh, he should be on Radio 4. <laughs> and you go, oh, my God, me? <laughs> you know? You won't get any money on Radio 4, though. I know. If that's, if that's, what, if that's what you're hoping I've experienced for. that, yeah. <laughs> It's crushing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there is a bit of that, but I'm a bit more mature. Like, because when I went back for the second show after, like, all these reviewers were like, can't wait to see what he does next, and then none of them came. Right. <laughs> um, so I had all of that. I was miserable about that, and now that's kind of got, I just want to do, you know, Twitch has helped as well, like, having my own audience a little bit as well, yeah. which I didn't really have before. Um, yeah, that, yeah. It's in Europe, but I mean, it's good that people still go back. And I, but I wonder where you know that that's sort of the problem, isn't it? That comedians will always go back. I think that or enough comedians will go back that that, it, that that those things won't change. It's like that with every yeah. Like you know, for me, I was able to afford it because of Twitch over right. lockdown. I made a bit of money for like for the first time really as an adult. I had like a bit of money spare, you know, um, and I was able to afford it. Um, but, yeah, if I didn't, if I moaned about it, like, oh, I can't afford... Like, nothing's going to change. No one cares. <laughs> Someone else will take that venue, right? You yeah. Know? Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean... I mean, it's, you know, there's lots good about Edinburgh and, you know, that, mm. and I think just the, having, to, having to create something and doing it 26 times is fantastic. And there is, you know, there are payoffs. It is a, it's a gamble that everyone's taking. 
where it depends what the payoff you want is. Mm. If you're just happy to create something good and, want to be and on meet, QI. Yeah, QI. Yeah, that might, you should be able to get on QI. How? I don't know. <laughs> I have never been on QI, so I'm not the first. I know the QIL, so I can ask them. I mean, please. But they, won't, they, they want me to go on and they can't get me on, so they're probably no good. Oh. I don't well, know, I don't know you how you get on. Get me know. on a Channel 5 thing. Okay, I'll get you on, I'll get you on Celebrity Game Night. <laughs> yeah. with, and then you can hit someone in the face. Yeah. Then we've got an answer for that next time. Let me see what else I've got up my sleeve. In emergency questions. I like asking. I haven't asked emergency questions much. Yeah. Recently, I think it's, I think it's good. It's what, makes, you know, it's, what, it was, it's what makes this podcast stand out from the crowd. Uh, if you had a silo, what would you store in it? That's the kind of thing that makes, it makes this stand out from the crowd. No one What's else a silo? It's like a big... Usually people keep grain in it. It's a way of storing food, you know, like a large okay. canister. I would keep... Um, you know Cocoa Pops, like right at the bottom you get the dust? Oh, yeah. Best stuff. I yeah. would keep that in there. I, you know, I'm obsessed, and I've talked about this recently, uh, I'm obsessed with the dust at the bottom of salt and vinegar peanuts, KP. It's strong though, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I honestly could eat. It's monosodium glutamate, apparently, mainly. But I could, I could eat. I like salt and vinegar. It's my favourite thing. In a way, eating the nuts is a bit too much. There's a bit too much nut in there. Oh. I like the salt and vinegar flavour. What is great is just having like the dust with an occasional little fragment of peanut. So right. you get. What I would like is just a a, a kilo of that. I like them to sell that in a kilo form. Uh, you could have crunchy and you could have smooth. So you could yeah. have one with like, or like a, a like a drug, like in a little like weed bag. <laughs> yeah, could do yeah. that. And I would literally, I could eat, but I could eat. <laughs> yeah. My favourite thing is what I do. I get like six bags of quite the, the peanuts, put them in a big glass jar, eat them, and then when you get to the bottom of the glass jar, you've got six packs worth of that stuff, and then you eat that. And that's the happiest I've ever been in my life <laughs> since I turned forty. Since I got married. <laughs> Would you just, like, pour some vinegar in a glass and some salt in there and down I it? I don't think it would be the same, you know. I would do that. It sounds like I, it I would like be the vinegar, same. but it wouldn't be the same because I like the fact it's not wet. Okay. <laughs> I like the dryness of it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and they could call it Just Dust. That's what I'd call it. Just Dust. KP, Just Dust. That's like one of the ideas they'd have on The Apprentice. Yeah. It actually I accept. Is. I think it would really work and people would, uh, I think it would, I think it would probably be quite unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, and and they probably aren't allowed to do it for that reason because mm. it would kill people. No, you can do it. You c- just can't put a cartoon character on it. Okay, so kids don't buy it. <laughs> okay, that's why I do. So I'm glad you like uh, cocoa pop. Don't you? How old are you? Thirty. 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 <laughs> to be honest, I don't eat cereal anymore. Okay, just the dust. Just the dust. Yeah, <laughs> just dust. Snort it. But that was a silo. That imagine having a silo. That's yeah, really big. How big is a silo? Really big. <laughs> right. You put a lot of grain. Imagine a load of grain. Yeah. Imagine Joseph from the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Mm-hmm. Seven years of grain. That's that's what's in the silo. Probably a year's worth in the silo. Yeah. Each side of seven silos. My my chair's really squeaking. Is it putting you off? It's not putting me off. I'm just worried if it's gonna. I'm, you know, do you, is it coming out? I'll stop it. Yeah, but they won't won't help with this, this podcast, is... will it? <laughs> People are at home going. Gah. I've been listening to an audio book where the man has like goes. <laughs> Every time he says an S, goes. Oh my god! <laughs> and because it's not just the whistle, it's just every time. And then he gets a sentence with about seven S's in it. 
And you think, oh, it's all right, it's gone. It's, it's, got, it's, it's only not going to happen. It's got a lovely speaking voice apart from that. And I kind of think, shouldn't his producer have said, can we just retake that without the... No, but he I could, think you just he got the point right? where oh, he's fucking doing it again. It's going to take forever. But you can't stop it. It's I mean, like he doesn't do it every thing, single time, but it, like it's that, you know, a lot of them are that bad, and some of them are just, some of that. Some of them. <laughs> 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 and the whole book's about whistling as well, so it's just, <laughs> it's how to whistle. How to whistle, <laughs> how to whistle. <laughs> that's what you're listening to. So it's a lot of whistling, and then, but then, whenever. Very annoying. So uh, sorry to everyone who's been annoyed by my chair. I... Stop. Okay. Mine's, uh, mine's okay. Uh, Bilal, yeah. how many members of Blazing Squad can you name? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Winston? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gregory? Gregory's probably yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, Arthur. Yeah, I'm just going. Three. Yeah. I'm not sure about them. I'm not sure those mm-hmm. are real ones. I don't know, so I don't. I'm not sure. You don't. You don't know any of them. Don't know. I don't know. I, I can't name a single one from Blazing Squad. How many? I, are there? I think there's probably one called Prof. Prof. They're clever, they're clever. The clever ones from Prof. Uh, there's probably one called Blades. I bet he goes on roller skates. Blades. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. one called um, Rap. Rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ian Rap. Ian Rap. <laughs> yeah. The it's rapping rapper. It's probably like one that likes cricket. Yeah. Who wears pads and stuff. <laughs> I wonder what happened to Blazing Squad. There was a lot of them, weren't there? Yeah, I swear there was there like ten or like eight. I think or there might have been like thirty of them. Was there? <laughs> there was ten. I, was I think it was more than ten. Oh, you googled. What are their names? What are they, what are their names? Oh, Kenzie from Blazing Squad. Yeah. Freak. Freak. Should have guessed that. <laughs> should have got that. Yeah. Rocky B. Rocky B? Is there another Rocky? Is there going to be Rocky B and Rocky? <laughs> Why has he got the B on there? Just call yourself Rocky, mate. You're not in there Spice Girls. Rocky B and Rocky G. Uh, Mellow D. Mellow D. <laughs> Did from the Spice Girls. It's oh, Mellow D. That's clever. Uh, Reaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy with a K. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like more. You've done more than ten. Tommy B and Strider. 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 <laughs> Can't ask that again. Now I know the answer. <laughs> there are ten members of Blazing Squad. I won't remember any of them. What do you think they're called? Freak. Freak. Uh, did any future celebrities go to your school? Where did you go to school, Bilal? Uh, Wanstead High School. Oh, that's right. How yeah. was Wanstead like? I mean, I didn't like it, but I didn't really like school. Okay. Uh, it was quite a big school, a little bit rough sometimes. Yeah. I did have, we do have a good celebrity, um, Ronnie O'Sullivan. That is good. Yeah, yeah. Before my time, and also says so Ronnie O'Sullivan, um, someone who's a footballer's wife. I think Joe Cole's wife. Okay. And I'm on. Someone put me on the Wikipedia. Well, of course. So it's all raw talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did. Um... Uh, did any siblings of celebrities teach at your school? No, but <laughs> but this was always rumored. Uh, Peter Andre's brother owned uh, like a, a salon on the right. high street there. Okay, it was rumored. It. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we always everyone just said that all the time. 
oh, it's Peter Andre's brother. Don't know. Yeah. Could, could have been, been a lie. Could have been. Yeah. Rick Buckler's brother taught at my school. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the drummer in the jam. Mate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. And he, want, and, the, and he played our school, Rick Buckler, not with the jam, with Time UK. And I'm sure I was there, but I checked my diary from when I was a kid and I didn't go. Oh. So I've got a false memory of, being, of seeing Time UK in our school. Huh? And what, what's the false memory? Is it like you get up on stage and start singing? <laughs> <laughs> I really remember that. I really feel like... I, and I think I've even asked him, what was your first gig? And I say, I saw Time UK in the King's West at School Hall. Oh. But nearly the only gig I've ever been to. Yeah. I haven't been to it. It wasn't there. It wasn't very good, though, apparently. There's a Netflix explained about memories, Is and it? all these all these kids thought they were like right near nine eleven, but they weren't. Oh, really? They're in different cities. Right. Hmm. Sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone say you weren't there though? Yeah, I think they their parents were like, no. That's interesting. Well, you know, we watched it on the telly, didn't we? Um, we did. <laughs> what about this? Don't, I'm not sure I've ever asked this question. Which toy did you... It's question 393 in the original uh, book. It's been cut out and put in the NL. Like a serial killer would. <laughs> Which toy did you always want for Christmas but never received? That's a good quest, question. I think probably like a Power Ranger. Okay. Uh, maybe the, the green one. Because well, the white... There was a twist right. where the green ranger turned out to be the white ranger all along. Okay. Because he was never there uh. and the white ranger turned up. Okay. When you were an adult, did you buy it for okay. yourself? And if so, was it as good as you hoped? Have you, did you, have you... No, I don't really do that. Actually, I did at uni, I, off eBay. Do you, do you, the, the Power Rangers where you press the belt and it flips round. So it's like a human face and oh, yeah. it flips and it's the mask thing, the helmet. And I bought a couple of those and then I was like, oh no, I'm, you know, like 20 years old now. It's yeah. not. But then when you get a bit older, it's cool again, right? Is my wife, no, it's <laughs> ridiculous. My wife bought me, I really was obsessed with having Scale Electric, which I, my, in the end, my sister bought me like a cheap knockoff one, and she was like, when she was about 17, so it was, you know, she didn't have much money, so she bought me like a really Aww. cheap Scale Electric, which I liked. But then my wife bought me some Scale Electric after me going on about it a lot. Mm. Rubbish. <laughs> absolutely pathetic, it's childish. Absolutely childish rubbish. Was it how you expected it to be? No, I mean, I'd played it, so I'd been around at other kids' houses and played mm. it, but we didn't, we weren't, you know. I... How do you do it? Like, I, the only time I've done it was at some, like, school fair. <laughs> um, like but do you have to, like, take your hand, is it, like, le- less pressure around the bends and stuff? Yeah, of course, otherwise right. you're going to fly off, man. You... Okay. Haven't you ever been motor racing? If you don't, <laughs> if you just keep going fast, you fly off. And then someone has to pick up the car and put you back on and make sure the little tag goes in the proper hole. It does sound a bit fun. Yeah, I thought it'd be really... The, the advert made it look really fun. You yeah. can beat the club when the other stop. You can beat the club, but you can't beat Skeletric. Remember that advert? You no. Have, she wouldn't have been born. Yeah, I don't I'm trying think. to remember. That's just, that was the end of it. You can drive a car. Round a track. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it went? No. Does anyone, has anyone seen you that can, advert? I don't think. You can, when the, uh, I can't you remember can when the other car. Stopped. You can you pretend you're in a mode racing race, but you're not. You're just holding a thing in your hand and there's a small car on a track. You need a battery or to plug it in. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't checked. They had all like lights and you could time it. You could beat the clock. 
And they, there was TCR where you could change lanes. Remember TCR? Total Control Racing. It was Total Control Racing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember the advert for that. Um, good. Anything else coming up for you? You could do any more acting? You know, the, I think you're a very good actor. Thanks. And uh, a very good improviser. Have you got, is there any more taco parts coming up? Uh, I'm trying you? really hard, man. I get some good auditions. Yeah. And I try my best. It takes ages, man. It's very hard doing it. You've chosen very hard things to do, you know, be successful at. I have, yeah, I realise that now, yeah. Um, But you'll be all right, you'll probably be all right. I hope so. Yeah, I'd like some more. Um, uh, The Pin, do you know The Pin? Yeah. Uh, They've done a little thing, which I did a small acting part in, which was very nice. Good. But yeah, I'm going to try and get more. The aim is do Edinburgh, that, you know, have the independents say this guy should be on Radio 4, (laughs) Um, and then get on QI. Yeah. And... um, well, you know, the QI yeah. people will probably listen to this show. Yeah. And probably what works is someone just going, I really want to be on QI. It hasn't worked for me <laughs> when I've had Stephen Fry or John Lloyd or any of the QI people on, though. Say, so, I'd be really good on QI. No. Stephen Fry. <laughs> but, you know, see, like, being a white middle-aged man, mm. I'm the... It's tough. I'm, I'm the, it's tough. It's, I'm the minority now. Yeah. So, you know, if there's... <laughs> they wouldn't have me on, so... I wish that stuff worked in my favour. <laughs> I wish they'd get you off everything and yeah. I'm, I'm, you've been replaced. Yeah, we'll see. It's we'll gone see. woke. QI's gone woke. <laughs> <laughs> it all has. Well, look, it's lovely to talk to you again. And you should, everyone should check out... What, is Zaffa Cakes on Twitch, right? Yeah. If you know what Twitch is, you know, because you've watched me. So if, you're, you know, if I can do it, if you can watch me, you can watch anyone, the old, old people and my audience. It's cool, isn't it, being on Twitch? It's cool. Does everyone think... It's, do all, when you're on Twitch and I'm not on, is everyone going, it's really cool, isn't Rich cool? He's 54 and he's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. He's on Twitch, he's really cool. I wish, I hope I'm like him. They were all saying that They were that saying that, yeah. yeah. Wish we could all be like Rich Terry. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you when for I'm having on. me. This no, man, nice. it's really great. I'm, and you're a fantastic stand-up comedian and everything's going to go very well for you, I promise. Oh, thanks. But, you know, you're going to have to endure a few more years of, like, Joseph and the technical and <laughs> Oh, no, he had to say he had seven good years first, didn't he? Yeah, that's I what happened know, to me. Man. I had seven good years. I don't and, watch that stuff. I had seven good years and then seven bad years. Oh. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened to me. And I didn't prepare. Unlike Joseph, I didn't prepare some silos of jokes <laughs> to get me through the seven. Does he have silos? I think he probably... You know, they, well, Joseph, he went to the pharaoh. He said... No, uh, the pharaoh comes and goes, I was wondering along by the bed <laughs> when the seven fat cows jumped out of the now. Uh-huh. I really wanted to do that part. <laughs> and then seven of the cows came out of the water. They were tottering. They were skinny and foul. Uh-huh. That'd have been good one, ain't that? Do you think they'll bring that back, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? Is that what that was? You could be Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Pharaoh, what you gonna do? Oh, no, we can do it. Do a Kickstarter. Do we do it? Let's just do I'll tell you what. I'll do a Kickstarter. Did you Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? But neither of us are allowed to look up any more than we know. And we've got to try and do the whole thing from the start. Just you and me. Yeah. We've got to be the brothers... But I'd love to be good. We've got to do the whole thing. Story from the start. I'll leave most of it. I can remember a little bit of it. I don't really and know. And then it. when we get to the fair a bit, I can almost do that whole song. Okay. How um, long is it? It's not that long. It's only about an hour. <laughs> well, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> we could do an hour. <laughs> yeah. We're probably getting some copyright issues. 
yeah. But mind you, maybe not. Probably not. Because it'd be so far away. If you yeah. just if you get like a little bit of the tune right. Are you allowed to call a show like the title of something else and then it's just nothing to do with it? <laughs> yeah, legally? I think so. I think we say Richard Bilal's Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that'd be fine. Yeah. You know, I don't think they can get us for that, right? No, I shouldn't think so, because they're rich. It's very different. Richard and Bilal in Andrew Lloyd's Webber. <laughs> Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. And then we put it, let's hire a big theatre, like in the West End. We probably sell quite a lot of tickets just on the, the name. The people who thought it was the real one. When you say the West End, what? <laughs> like, like this or? No, no, not oh. like proper West End. Oh. <laughs> like a thousand seater theatre. Oh. And charged like 50 quid a ticket. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll get some costumes. Yeah. And we'll, just yeah. Im- we'll just improvise it like we improvised that serial killer thing. That did all right. Yeah. How many people watched that? S- seven or 8,000. Oh, yeah, that's all right. So if they all come, <laughs> that's, that's a week's worth of tickets sold. Okay. I think I'm going to work on it. Do a, is it a, a I closed my eyes, <laughs> drew back the curtain. Oh. Yeah, see that? <laughs> I know loads of it. I reckon I could do it. I reckon we could together. I think we could work it out, even though you don't know anything about it. But I'm not allowed to look it up. <laughs> no, 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 we can't listen to it or look it up. We, lo- we watched it quite a lot in lockdown. It was free and lock- did anyone watch it in lockdown? It's a really good one. And one of the guys playing one of the brothers really made me laugh. I don't remember which one he was now. No one's seen this thing. Joseph and the Technicolor yeah, Dream, they all know it. I don't think they do. They, do. they knew that song, but then that was on the Jubilee, wasn't it? Was it? They did that, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think whatever, how it begins. Let's just think how it... We've, set, we've ended the podcast now. This is just... We're yeah, just, uh, we're just workshopping. We're, we're just, this isn't going to go out. Okay. Uh, we're just workshopping uh, how it starts now. Can't remember how it starts. How does it start? Long, long times, many centuries ago, <laughs> not long after the Bible began, there was a man in the <laughs> fine example of a family man, Jacob, Jacob and sons. They was, uh, <laughs> was a, there was loads of sons, and Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> It's Sean Walsh because he might go home if he sees this. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive round of applause for Bill Azafa! We'll be back next week with Sean Walsh. You have been listening to Rahulastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Bill Alzafa. Thank you to Scant Regard. They do the music for the credits. I'm also indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'm indebted to George, the incompetent sound man. I'm also indebted to Chris Heavens, not that one, who does a lot of work and doesn't ever want anything in return apart from some money sometimes. Uh, And just the joy of spreading joy to you people out there in the world. I would like to thank everyone at the Phoenix, both the audience who got through a train strike and uh, to give us someone to perform to, but also the staff and uh, managers of the fantastic Phoenix pub on Cavendish Square. Why not go and have a drink and some food there? It's lovely. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFastOnStrike.com production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.